0: Hello, line Cook Nation. This is Ray Delucci with the Line Cook Thoughts Podcast. Hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. Welcome back to another episode of the show, another week. And yeah, I'm very excited for today's guest. But before we begin, just a friendly reminder that every Monday I put out the Line Cook Thoughts Prep List Items newsletter. This is a two to three-minute read for anyone in the food industry going over topics I find interesting. This week you will hear about my favorite dessert. Uh, new cuisines entering the fine dining space and another topic which you can find in the newsletter So I don't want to spoil all of it for you. Go to LionCookThoughts.com put in your email and hit subscribe and every Monday you will get this newsletter Which is been growing really well. A lot of people in the industry have signed up for it. I'm really proud of it So go check it out. Also if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, please leave a review An honest review is all I ask. It helps me get better with the podcast helps me know what you want to see So go check that out and lastly this podcast will not have a video Video, um segment just because i did not get video launched until be- or after this was recorded but moving forward we will be uh fully video and audio unless the guest says otherwise that is on my youtube channel last week's solo episode is up so go check that out on youtube just look up line cook thoughts and you can find that there awesome with all of that out of the way my guest today is chef taffy elrod Taffy Elrod is a professional chef, cooking instructor, and recipe developer, food writer, and former restaurant owner with over 20 years experience in the food industry. Chef Elrod's background is in food for health, informs her cooking, and teaching. Making food and cooking accessible to everyone and empowering others to cook the food that matters most to them inspires Chef Elrod's work daily and brings her joy. She's known for her homestyle home-style soups and baked goods that utilize seasonal produce and pantry items in unique and delicious ways, and for pairing f- professional knowledge with fun and flavor wherever she cooks. Chef Elrod is currently an adjunct culinary instructor. At the Capital District Educational Opportunity Center in Troy, New York, a freelance recipe developer and food writer, recently her work has been featured in Plate Magazine, The Washington Post, and on TheSpruceEats.com. Taffy lives in New York's Capital District with her husband, the Pizza Man, and their cat, Kit Kat. And so, yes, Taffy Elrod is back on the show, and it's very you know it's very cool to have her back on. She was on Episode 108, which released November 8, 2020. And at that time, she had discussed We discussed about the closing of her restaurant and the title of that episode, What Matters to the End Consumer. And watching Chef Elrod move throughout the last few years in her career in food media and making um, a lot of different uh, projects happen, it's been very inspiring and it's been very cool to see. I think she's definitely the definition of someone who really took what the pandemic threw at her and made the most of it. So in this podcast, we talk about the journey from then to now. We talk about how she was able to find different opportunities throughout the pandemic, her thoughts on restaurants now, her thoughts of maybe going back into restaurants or into food service and what that would look like with a renewed sense of work-life balance and everything else. And just really uh, how she's managed to keep moving forward with, with- positive momentum over the last few years. I know that's been a big thing for a lot of people. How do you keep moving forward with so much devastation, even three years out? So many people are still feeling the effects of COVID-19 and the pandemic. So I really think this is a great story. I think there's a lot of great advice, a lot of great tips by Chef Elrod. And just very much thank you for coming on the show because it's always a pleasure to chat with you. So Tavi, thank you so much to the audience. Thank you as well. And here we go. Welcome back to the show. Nice to see you again. So, we're recording now. If you just want to start out by reintroducing yourself briefly, I think that'd be good for the audience who might not have heard your first episode. Sure.
1: Um, Hi, Ray. It's nice to be back. Uh, And I'm struggling a little bit with my allergies today, so hopefully I'll be okay. Uh, (laughs) I'm uh, Chef Taffy Elrod. Uh, Chef Elrod, Taffy. You may know me online. From social media um, and or being on this great podcast before and I'm a chef I'm a cooking instructor I'm also a recipe developer and um, do some food writing I owned and operated a restaurant with my husband um, and that's been on kind of a prolonged hiatus I guess you could say um, mm. and I'm in New York I recently uh, relocated to the capital district
0: in New York Okay, awesome. Well, congrats on relocation. Thanks. So, you know, when our first interview came out, I believe it was in 2020, or maybe it was the beginning of 2021. So, you know, it was in 2020. Um, I had to double check. But it was around that time, and you had just recently um, started getting into maybe like food media, food writing, and more so content creation. And I know that, we, you know, you had the conversation of you're know, kind of closing down operations for the time being due to the pandemic and making this new chapter in your career into something new. And the reason I wanted to have you back on the podcast like we talked about before for people listening is I really watched Taffy go throughout the last few years and be very, um, just very intentional with what she does. And, you know, a lot of opportunities in writing and content creation and a, a bunch of different things. And if I were to think of someone who I saw like kind of make the most of a shitty situation in regards to the pandemic, you definitely have been doing that. And I'm, I know there's probably been a lot of, you know, Hard nights and hard times and a lot of hard work to go through all of what you've done, but I've also found it very um, inspirational and inspiring to see the work you've done. So, you know, how are you feeling? I guess is the first question. Generally, a few years removed from like leaving restaurant operations day to day.
1: Yeah, um, you know, it's it. What, it's interesting to sort of touch back in, you know, in this way. Like, oh yeah, we, <laughs> we talked about it right in the sort of in the thick of things, or right, you know, behind that. Mm. Um, And so it kind of gave me a chance to really think about it. So much has happened in these last couple of years that I don't even know if I know (laughs) everything, if I can, you know, recount it all. I Mm -hmm. feel good now. But I went through a lot of feeling bad and a lot of feeling lost and, you know, trying to keep a positive outlook while really being confused about what to do, you know, and how to do things. because of the sudden you know such a sudden and catastrophic loss of a business it wasn't like you know we had plans or you know like everybody else and Mm -hmm. nobody was planning anything like this so um and honestly i think i can say that in the last couple of months really is the first time i can say you know i feel some stability again and i feel okay uh, you know, career wise, life wise, in every way. So, for one thing, I'm now uh, teaching again. I'm an adjunct uh, culinary instructor at the Capital District EOC in Troy, New York. Okay. So, so, I'm teaching, you know, I'm back to teaching, which I was doing before we opened the restaurant, which I love, um, you know, and teaching professional cooking. So, that has been good <laughs> uh, for a couple of reasons. One, you know, more. Is- Stability to have a regular job. It's part time, but you know, it's and to be really back in the kitchen and back with students. And so, you know, also back in a commercial kitchen, which turns out I'm really comfortable in a commercial kitchen. You know, I I did a lot of work from home. And you know what? I'd rather cook in a commercial kitchen if I'm, (laughs) you know, if I'm honest. (laughs) I'm doing both now. But, you know, so it, it felt good to get back in that situation. Um, but I've also been doing a lot of recipe development. Uh, I, sort of my big moment for 2022 was having a cookie featured in the Washington Post holiday cookie, um, you know, whatever you call a collection. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and that for me, I mean, having recipe in the Washington Post was probably my biggest recipe development and media achievement thus far. Um, and it made me feel like, you know, I was doing something right. Um, nice. So, and moving has been really positive and being in a new place where there's more, you know, access to more, more of everything going on after, you know, because the place we were in was much smaller than New York City where we had come from. And this feels like a good balance. So, mm-hmm. um, um, You know, and everything else is sort of just, there's still some question marks and we've looked around and, you know, we're still sort of looking to maybe keep the business going in a new way. We we will never go back honestly to, you know, 16, 18 hour days, seven days a week and mm-hmm. everything else. And to have it pulled right out from under us made us realize how unsustainable it was and how it wasn't the right choice. Even if that's what we all grew up believing the restaurant industry is, and that's what you have to do. So yeah. We won't go back to the way things were, but we do miss it.
0: Yeah, no, I can definitely imagine that. I mean, when I left restaurants, albeit you know, still relatively young in my career, uh, there was definitely times and there still was times where like, you know, I think it took me about two years to get to a point where I didn't feel guilty about not being somewhere in a restaurant a Saturday night or being with family for the holidays, as crazy as that sounds. You mentioned that you kinda of went through the same thing, obviously. What? But you also mentioned a few months ago you kind of flipped where you felt like stable and more stability. What do you think happened, or is there something that happened within your life that made you feel more stable or made you feel more at peace with the fact that you weren't in that grinding lifestyle that you that you weren't when like operating the restaurant?
1: It it's been um, I think a, you know a confluence of a few things. Teaching has really helped, and being in a commercial kitchen without you know that strong level of grind um, uh-huh. moving and just being more settled it, because we were just in this kind of temporary place where we needed to find a new place and um and doing some work as a recipe developer and a food writer that I feel good about or you know excited about um I, I'm, I just started a project that probably I can't really talk about a lot but in developing recipes for a a cookbook that's coming out next year um you know nice. my cookbook book with somebody else but it's a really cool project that I'm excited to be part of um you know and and honestly I think just I also started to come to terms with not like with having a life mm-hmm. you know like I started to come to terms with having a life like I it's okay I can go out you know <laughs> like on a weeknight or I can stay home on a weekend and just at home and not need to be somewhere working really hard, you know, I those things started to feel more comfortable and I have a better acceptance of them.
0: Awesome, you know, I mean, I can I mean, I definitely relate to that in a sense of like the guilt, even of just like hanging out. I'm actually reading a book right now called 4,000 or 4,000 Weeks, and basically, the whole idea is about 4,000 Weeks in Life productivity and how we've all been conditioned really to ha- have a productivity mindset where, you know, we're, the, the harsh fact is we'll never be able to do everything we want to do in life in regards to time. Like You, you have to make those choices. But our society, especially in the food industry, has, ta- has made us feel as if we need to do all this, those things. And if we're not, we're failing at some part of our lives. And of course, obviously, you have to work hard and you have to be very diligent and intentional with your time. But like you're saying, like the for time to happen to you, where you can just relax and sit there and enjoy the moment of not working, like that should be just as beneficial as the work itself. So it's definitely an interesting mindset. Something I had to switch to, and I, I still struggle with it. I mean, I'm pretty active with writing and with podcasting and everything else I do outside of my, you know, regular job. And so I, I'm not perfect at it either. But it really has been eye opening the last few years to realize that like there's so much I want to do. Like I want to pre- I want to learn guitar. I want to be better at fishing. I want to like be Making recipes every weekend out of cookbooks, and there's just not that time, you know. Going to the gym, working, podcasting, and this is me as a single person. Like, I, you know, like I can't imagine if I ever have a family or anything. And I give, and there's, I have so much respect for people who have even more responsibility in their lives. So, uh, but for you, when you're like, you know, you you mentioned that it took you a while to get through that. How are you spending your time though? On the, like, like I feel like the pandemic was interesting when you left restaurants because obviously it was the pandemic. But as we kind of come out of the worst parts of it, I would hope, uh, and life started to resume for no- back to normal for a lot of people, what were those weekends like? What were those moments like when it was like, OK, the world's starting back up again, but you yourself don't have to go back to that crazy grind uh, that you were experiencing for those few years that you were doing it?
1: it? That's a good question. It it was strange. I mean, I was working a lot at home, um, mm-hmm. thankfully, doing enough recipe development and recipe testing. Um, and you know projects at home to sustain us thankfully Mm -hmm. Um, you know and then at some point my husband decided to take a job and just do something totally different just to do you know so it, it was a it was just weird. I, mean, I don't know how else to say because it was like, you know, it, it didn't, I didn't feel like, you know, I wasn't going to just go get a job in somebody else's restaurant. That didn't make sense, especially with everything and why, going
0: on. Why didn't that make sense? Of course, obviously the pandemic, but for you personally, why didn't that make sense? Because I've seen a lot of people, and this isn't a knock, like I've seen a lot of people who want to like, go out on their own. They weren't, able, some people just weren't able to, like life responsibilities things come up and they had to go back to restaurant work. But for you, why? what made you, Say, you know what, I think I can just go out on my own and keep doing this rather than just go to a restaurant.
1: Well, part of it was just not really having that option unless I was going to move to a bigger area, you know, so the area where we were, we had this small restaurant in a small community, I would have had to have gotten a restaurant, you know, like gotten a job at a chain restaurant or something if I wanted to work in somebody else's restaurant because Mm -hmm. there just weren't many options. And not knocking, you know, if that's what, and believe me, I'm sure this would have been a different decision if I had had children that I needed to, you know, have, get food in their mouths and things like that. I had the luxury of it just being me and my husband and not having to make those really excruciating decisions. So, you know, I don't want to mm. like belittle anything anybody did, but for me, it made more sense to just thankfully and you know i mean and again this is after 20 years of slogging away in the industry it wasn't like oh i just stayed home (laughs) you know no i I had done some work before that had allowed me to make that decision and again it wasn't exactly a decision because it was more like well what are my options here i'm you know i'm gonna have to commute back down to new york city every day for an hour and a half or you know um go which I at one point I mean literally was thinking like do I have to just go get a job at the local grocery store because like what are we going to do you know to yeah. sustain ourselves uh we couldn't find another commercial location for a restaurant because everything was just you know preserved you couldn't find mm-hmm. now you know everybody was afraid to get right a lease you know everybody was afraid to yeah. um unless you had all this capital, which of course no small restaurant owner did and mean we didn't have that you know like oh well your restaurant goes yeah there was this thing called the pandemic I don't know if you've heard of it like it's not like we just you know <laughs> just dissolved our business um and actually we've never dissolved our business we've continued to try to find you know a, a new location we've continued to try to do catering and uh you know work that would sustain us and then I was doing this work at home so it's just you know it just And in the thick of things, I mean, I just did what I could and had the, you know, was lucky enough to have some clients who wanted the work from me. So I did that.
0: Mm -hmm. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And I I think that um, it's interesting, right? So like like listening to you and like watching over the last few years, you know, you mentioned a lot of the freelance work you're able to do or a lot of the different projects. I know I've explained it on the podcast, my kind of way of going about finding work through either Upwork or mutual connections or just like by chance, like getting emailed about something because I had a relationship with someone in the past that I did work for. What was it like for you to find work like that? Because I mean, I think for me going into 2020, I had established a little bit of a media presence. So I think that like, I definitely feel like going into 2020 when I needed to ask to go get writing work, that was actually a little bit easier for myself because I had spent the last few years before that kind of building up my ability to be in the social media space. But before that, I don't know that you really had too much um, in that regard. And correct me if I'm wrong, but if you didn't, what did, were you doing that allowed you? Because you sustained, we were sustaining projects for, I mean, I know you're still working on them, but like this has been almost three years. It'll be almost three years soon. So like, what it, what has it been like for you? What's your process been to find, you know, or maybe not consistent in the sense of like, oh, you're getting a writing project every day and you have the same work to do, but you've been able to find consistent work over the last three years.
1: Yeah, part of it was that. So I had been on social media briefly for a couple years before all this happened, Um, and I had been in kind of a funny little culinary niche where I had done some, you know, work and was like Mm (laughs) semi-influencing. It's so silly now that I'm like, okay. But luckily, that had you know, I had made some contacts, I had opened some doors, and I had learned a few things. Otherwise, I, I would have never. You know, I had any idea. And I, so I had been doing some things like selling uh, handmade granola on Etsy, like out of our <laughs> restaurant, <laughs> but you know, after hours, so like after hours, after the 12 hours, I would, we would stay there and make this other product and sell it on Etsy. Um, and, you know, but I mean, I shipped that granola all the way, all over the world, honestly, to, yeah. all the way to Tokyo and all the way to, Alaska. And so, you know, I was learning and I was doing something and I was making connections and I was making connections on social media to, you know, so then it just sort of, as all this happened and everybody suddenly was on social media, you know, I just, without even knowing it, just sort of started to move into this different um, framework. And, and, and I'm, I'm a very social sociable person and I'm very Mm -hmm. interested in other people. Um, you know, and I'm like that weirdo who like comment on everybody's post. <laughs> and I'm you know, like, oh, I love your baby. Oh my God. You know, and I mean, it's, but genuinely, I don't do it unless I, you know, genuinely mean it. So yeah, I had made some connections and some friendships. And I mean, one of the things that really though sustained me was in, I had a, I have friends who had a very small, you know, startup company that I started just developing recipes with them on a very small scale. And as things as this all began to occur, you know they had their business grew, mm-hmm. and so thanks to them, I had this work that I could do. So they, you know, a lot of my work came from them. Um, and okay. it, our, but but our relationship had come through again through this like sort of my early social media days and going to some, um, uh, you know, sort of like trade shows and things like that, and just liking their product and working with it and you know honestly like making something with their product myself posting it on instagram just for fun them saying oh that's cool do you want to do a recipe for us Uh, you know i mean really it was i guess it was kismet i don't know so you know they (laughs) happened to because they had a mail order business they they sustained themselves and grew um you know through all this craziness and i was lucky enough to be able to do a lot of work for them home in that time. So, you know, I mean, I always, you have to be open to things. You have to be really open. You have to not be afraid to, you know, go in a new direction or just make connections with maybe somebody who you think that Like oh that doesn't bear any relevance to me right now. I have a pizzeria. Why would these people with a protein shake? Like why would I? You know, like what does that have to do with me? That wasn't my attitude. My attitude was like this cool product. Why not? You know, and so here I am because I wasn't closed off to the idea of anything really. You know, I'm I'm a naturally curious person. um, Mm -hmm. You know, and so but really like anything you want to do. You know, don't ever close yourself off to new ideas and new ventures and going in a direction that might seem you know (laughs) lateral sometimes that's okay you never know
0: yeah i can definitely speak to that i mean and i'm going to ask you this too like for example for me with writing doing like product description uh work and doing work writing about like technology for food delivery or um you know pos systems and stuff like that that's been something that i've been now doing and I don't know that I ever would have thought about writing about that when I started line cook thoughts. When I started doing this work, I figured I'd write about like maybe some recipes or like interviewing people or or concepts around like the food industry. But you know, there's very niche like items that I never would have thought of getting into, but you know, it's, it's like, you said, like being open to it. And you know, I think a lot of people in the industry are like, Oh, I'm not, I think a lot of people underestimate what they can do. A lot of people underestimate what they can learn to be able to do a job, like what they, what research they can do, what access they have to information to be able to do certain things. Did you ever take on a project where it was like, I'm not really sure how I'm going to get to the end of it, but I'm going to figure it out. And then you ended up turning into something that was obviously beneficial to your client. Did you Was there ever anything like that? Or maybe you knew how to do it, but you had, didn't have much experience with it. And you kind of just figured it out and it ended up being something that was in your like toolkit at, later on in regards to like, your skills. Yeah,
1: that, that's a good question. I mean, my first impulse is to say, yeah, I opened a restaurant. <laughs> but, <laughs> but besides that, um, yeah, you know, I did some like, well, actually everything. So when I started with this um, client, these friends, and, you know, it's like a very low carb, very high. Um, it's high protein, like, you know, I started doing these funny recipes, like just experimenting because I didn't know what to mm-hmm. expect, and just doing more and more and more recipes. So I built, and this was like on um, right before a lot, like everything happened. But you know, I built um, a, this gingerbread house out of cookies I had made out of this this protein shake, you know, whatever. <laughs> so. And I, you know, like, I just decided, I was like, I think I can do this. And, but I also don't make gingerbread houses and I don't do that kind of work. You know, I'm not into that kind of fine work. And I just said, I think I can do this. And like, I started it and just started winging it and started putting it together. And it came, you know, and it came out and I was, so I was building royal icing with sugar-free, you know, sugar substitute and all that stuff. And it, it worked. I mean, that's like a small, you know, a really small um, example of, it was a small project. It's very finite, but I, you know, like the more you just try things, the more you just never know. Um, and I've done, mm-hmm. you know, some of the projects I've done in terms of um, writing where I was like, you know, I haven't written since I left college. I haven't written, you know, like this kind of, you know, more um, like some of the pieces I wrote for uh plate magazine, the blog, things mm-hmm. like that. You know, I got in and was like, eh, I don't know, like, am I good at this kind of writing? Is this, you know, do I, should I be doing this? I don't, you know, and like halfway through, was like, I don't know if this makes any sense. I had, I knew what I wanted to say and I had a point and I felt that was valid, which is important, yeah. but I didn't really know if I knew how to really express it well enough on, you know, on the page.
0: Mm-hmm. But obviously it worked out. And I will also, you know, credit to Plate. They were gave me my first writing opportunity. So always um, a special place for me in regards to like that as well. It's interesting though, right? Because I feel like, like, especially when you're in restaurants, like you see food media people or you see people like creating like food media content. And it's like, oh, they must have like a certain skill skill set. And oh, they must have like this and that. And I wish I could convey to like my audience and the people that like see the work I do that I had no idea what I was doing at any point and everything was very much self-taught, taking a risk, making a jump, trying out things that maybe I had never done before, but I was like, all right, I'm going to figure it out. Like I remember when I started writing for SEO based content and I have a friend Val who actually is an SEO writer. I remember asking her like, what what is H2? What does H3 mean? And they're like they're the headers like that you have in like Google docs and stuff. And I was like, and she's like, right, those are like, like, that's basically like, like information that you should just know in general. And it's just like, I had no idea. I had never written in that like style before. So like going into that and learning how to do that was very um, useful for me. And, you know, working with people in certain aspects, like I've had jobs where like, yeah, it only ended up being, I got one contract or one article to write, but I learned, I picked up a new system where I learned a new thing that i am now utilized within my writing space or like with how I write in general. So there's all these different things that you like learn along the way. Do you kind of have that same feeling where it's like you expected it to be much more rigorous or you expected you would need so much more? And in reality, it's just like finding that right connection and doing the work and like getting better as you go. Is that kind of been your experience then?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I thought everything was a thing. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. Writing is a thing. This is a thing. You know, I mean, of course, it helps to have some knowledge of something. Like I said, you, you got to start somewhere. But it a lot of things that you really, you know, no, you just, you just have to be open-minded. You have to be willing to try something new. You know, you have to not be afraid to ask. That's a big one. People, mm-hmm. and sometimes in our culture, for some reason, it can be hard. Like people, Oh, why are you asking me that silly question? You know, like if you're not afraid to ask the silly question and stupid question, you're going to get so much farther um, and, you know, learn something that may, truly become your entire career for your next few years you know and it was something that you didn't know the first thing about and you just had to ask somebody or figure it out yourself the hard way um Mm -hmm. and I have found that a lot of the momentum you know that I picked up had a lot to do with connections and just being open and you know and like you, you made a really valid point I've done some work that didn't really lead to anything on its own it just sort of dead-ended but i learned something from it or somebody else saw that work you know or i i utilized it in some other way or you know gained something from it in some other way it might not been the most lucrative work but it was um beneficial it moved me forward in some way it might have been something i learned it might have been something i you know again like i've just had people say oh well i saw this work that you did for somebody else you want to do that for me so
0: yeah, and you know it's very interesting for me because I've talked to a, a couple a good amount of people now because I've been doing this for four years. And when you start to do stuff like people ask, well, "How do you do it?" Like I think everyone would love to have like a side hustle or a side project or things they do. Um, you know, to make some extra income. And obviously, I needed it, especially like like last year when I was in between jobs. But uh, I think for me, like one of the things I struggle with people is, you know it's funny cuz we have an industry where a lot of it is built off of you start out as almost free labor, very poorly paid and then you work your way up. And for example, with Upwork that site I was t- I talk about the freelance site, to start on there you need to start doing jobs. And so like for me it made sense to take very low-paying jobs because the currency in which your profile is rated is based off of jobs done. It right? So like you need to complete jobs because imagine if you're posting a job like you're not going to hire, you might not be as inclined to hire someone who's never done any work before on the site. It's kind of like an algorithm type thing. It's a system on that site right. and an ecosystem. And it always struck me how in an industry where we're so willing to be underpaid for so long that we are not willing to spend a few hours on our couch or like in our apartment doing work that might like, yeah, you might not get paid a lot those first few, but that's into building to like you to be making like a side income later on. And it's like an hour or two worth of work where it's like you're doing it to learn it. You're doing it to like make it. But like the the reward comes so much quicker, I find, in writing in the freelance work than it does in the kitchen where you're maybe you're spending years of your life doing it. So it's very interesting that like a lot of times I talk to people in food and they get caught up on like, and I'm not saying you should do free work if you can get paid out the gate, like get paid out the gate. But if you need to do a writing opportunity or two to get your name out there, you know, and it's not maybe the most high-paying, but it gives you leverage and it lets you go through that process, that's so worth it. But I feel like sometimes there's a lot of friction there where it's like, oh, it kind of, seems like a waste of time if I'm not getting that immediate payment. While at the same time, we have an industry where like people are willing to do that for years. So it's just like an interesting, um, I guess, just an interesting way of looking at things and what, how I see it. Yeah,
1: that that is interesting. And I, I had a sort of a similar conversation um, with somebody else. Uh, and the chefs, oh, gosh, I just lost his name. I'm not good with names. And I'm, now I feel like a jerk, but um, uh, he does the Chefs Without Restaurants podcast. Chris, yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, you know, and, and that, but you talking to you about it has made me realize that, yeah, there is, there's also especially a friction because people who are coming from, you know, media like or advertising or journalism have very different, different expectations than people who are coming from kitchen, uh, you know, culinary world in terms Mm -hmm. of how they should be compensated and when they should be compensated. Um, And I think that is, so as I've moved into the space, I didn't necessarily do free work. I definitely did work that maybe wasn't paying a lot, Mm -hmm. but you know, there can be an issue there because, well, somebody's expecting for, because the the lines have become so blurred between social media, blogging, journalism, you know, advertising. So, it's, there's, I think there's a lot of friction that's brought on by those different communities suddenly being in competition with each other as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, when I was coming up in this industry, like you just worked for free, you know, you did an internship and you volunteered and you did, you know, you hoped somebody let you in their kitchen and you did, you know, just to go get a job for two or three days, you worked for free, you know, just to, oh, are you going to let me work here? So.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, but, it, you know, it's good. And I think it's like seeing like examples like you, like how you've worked and pushed, you know, after the restaurant industry to make things happen. I think it, it's a testament that really, you know, given the right amount of motivation and the right time, you can do that. So, I, I you know, like I said, it's been inspiring it. I mean, to see you going to Washington Post, to see you do all these cool things. I, you had a profile somewhere, I believe, briefly, or you, I know you did work for Plate, but um I, I wrote down another i had in my head another project you worked on but i'm blanking on it now but there's been a lot of different things that you've done so it's like <laughs> I, it's kind of crazy
1: 2022 was kind of crazy i i was even you know yeah. I, went, I went to the james beard awards in chicago and like you know um got to meet a lot of people that i really admired and yeah, I know it's kind of funny. That's I'm mean, literally like, wait, I think I'm forgetting something that happened. You know, and it, I feel almost like it's not me sometimes, like, wow, is this really, you know, all this is happening? So, um, uh, yeah. yeah, now that you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, there's something else. Oh, well, no, no, that's not it. I don't know. I also just had uh, recently a, a recipe on spruce eats, which was my first um,
0: that's what it was. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. <laughs> sort of major, yeah. you know, I was pet looking
0: pet on Instagram it. trying to find it. So, yeah,
1: <laughs> so maybe that was the awesome. but something you know, now. Sometimes I don't have like a, you know, Google notification for my name or anything like that. I'll be trying to find an article or I'll be trying to, because I desperately need to update my website. But, you know, and I'll I'll see something that I'm like, oh, I didn't even know, you know, that was out there because it'll have been, you know, I I have a, I had a recipe in the Rancho Gordo cookbook. And somebody Mm. wrote a review of that cookbook, but they had pulled out my recipe and some information about me. So it came up and was like, you know, it was in like, um. Sonoma County, like you know, newspaper or something, and so sometimes I don't even know. You know, it's it, it, things snowball, and yeah you do a little of this and you do a little of that, and next thing you know, and I mean, it's the same thing in the restaurant when you know when you have a business when you're working for yourself, it can feel like you're doing a lot of work that's going nowhere. Oh, you know, we don't yeah. customers. We not you know. I'm putting, I can't. I'm wasting food. I don't know why I'm here. I'm here every day, but you know when you're and when you have your own business whether it's freelance a small business entrepreneurial you know you're trying to sell a product every little bit of work that you're doing is beginning to add up and you don't see it at first but then when it starts to snowball and really come together all of a sudden you're like wow whoosh here we go you know and you're you're like sometimes you're almost it's almost too much for you to handle um yeah but it's it's you don't always see the results right away but those things
0: all do add up yeah Yeah, no i i mean i definitely agree there's definitely you know, sometimes there's definitely been moments over the last four or so years i've been doing this where it's like there'll be months where it's like nothing seems to be moving forward everything's kind of stagnant and then it'll be like boom like two to three months of just like new opportunities new people want to be on the podcast new things going up and then you get your own like me writing the newsletter every week that was something i started i've been wanting to do for a year or two and I, I just sat down and did it and it's been really cool i mean to be able to just do something that i've been wanting to do for a while and it's like it felt it just felt like the right time to start it and from there i was like someone wanted to sponsor it i was like oh i just started they want to sponsor it. let's do it so it's like timing is important and everything else is important in terms of like what you do so i think it's, it's cool before we get out of here you know the one last thing i would think i'm going to title this like life after restaurants like kind of life, post-restaurant for like a little bit at least, but you mentioned that you're kind of looking at the area now and kind of maybe you'd like to expand into going back into business at some point. A, what are you seeing that's keep, that makes you want to go back into maybe some sort of like restaurant-style work? And B, what, in what capacity would that be for you in regards to like scheduling and all that?
1: Compelling questions. <laughs> um, I mean, for one thing, we're just seeing a lot more, um, a bigger customer base, more uh, diversity of customer base and people who really seem motivated to, uh, you know, buy food and want to be uh, in restaurants and want that, you know, want to be consumers of a good product and seem excited Mm -hmm. about it. Um, and, And a lot of space in, there aren't as many, um i mean there's a lot plenty of restaurants here i'm not saying there aren't but there's kind of more space in terms of it's not as saturated perhaps and there's more of a demand uh that isn't being filled so yeah. we tried to go out last weekend and the restaurant we tried to go to was open from 5 p.m until 8 p.m on saturday and we were very shocked by that and we were mm-hmm. wondering like is that sustainable for them? And if it is, wow. <laughs> and, you know, like, so, yeah. but also if there'd been a restaurant next door to it, we would have gone there because we couldn't get in. Yeah. They were back. So, yeah. um, and then for, you know, for it'll definitely be, it would be different. It wouldn't be, um you know, all day on demand, no more slices of pizza, anything like that. It would be more of, um you know, specialty and more inclusive of more of the cooking I do um which is kind of a I don't know what to call it, you know, kind of homey, um a lot of soups and baking and a lot of uh I don't know, you know, cobblers, like kind of sort of you know, I don't know, somewhere between whatever, little midwest, little southern, little new yeah. york. So, yeah, I we I don't think we really know for sure yet, but it just feels hopeful and it feels like there's potential, and it feels sort of exciting like oh maybe this, you know, would and probably be on a smaller scale and smaller hours and more, even more mom and pop.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, Hey, I think it's cool. You have the opportunity to really, you know, I think that's the benefit of the last few years for you. And your husband is like, you've figured out other ways of income and you've done kind of projects that you enjoy. So it's like whatever you're going to do with a food business is going to be something that is enjoyable. You know, I think we yeah. a lot of people start restaurants out of necessity and obviously they want to do it, but, you started out on a system you like I've only known from other places but now that you've had that time away I feel like you you have an opportunity where if you want to get back into it you do have that bandwidth to really focus in on what make it how you want it to be rather than like oh this is how it's always been so yeah I think it's interesting okay. yeah. um awesome well thank you for coming on the show if you want to now drop where people can find your work website instagram all stuff like that I think that'd be great
1: Sure. And thanks, Ray. It's a pleasure to catch up with you again. Uh, and it's great to see what you're doing too. Um, you can find me at cheftaffielrod.com uh, and all over social media, usually as Chef Taffy Elrod or Chef Elrod. Instagram, awesome. Facebook, all of those.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks for coming on the show again. It was really great catching up. And yeah, just thanks for sharing your experience. My pleasure. So there you have my interview with Chef Taffy Elrod. As always, all of the links for all of her information is in the description of this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Line Cook Thoughts prep list items newsletter. Go to linecookthoughts.com, put in your email, and hit subscribe. And if you are listening on Apple or Spotify, please leave a review. And finally, just a reminder, we are on YouTube now, putting out YouTube videos and working on some pretty cool stuff. So go check it all out. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode, and I will see you on the next Line Cook Thoughts podcast.